Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. I want to thank you that in these four years, you have not just attended, but you have participated and have contributed. And we've grown to love and appreciate you. And I want to just thank you. It would have been easy to come here on a Wednesday or Sunday after working hard at camp all week and just kind of coast. But you've, you've never done that. And that says a lot about your character and your, your love for ministry. And we're excited about your future. So you come ahead and tell he's going to tell us a little bit what the Lord's got in store for him. And then he's going to preach to us this afternoon. You come right ahead. All right. Well, good afternoon. All right. Well, good afternoon. Um, I'm so excited I'm able to be able to preach today. Um, but before I do, um, as Pastor mentioned, I'm going to just briefly, I want to explain. Um, so some of you actually just literally before I was preaching were asking, oh, what are you going to do? You know, what you, what you looking for? And uh, I kind of may have, you know, told a little fib. I'm sorry for those, a little fib too. But um, no, so I'm going to be going down to Lansing at Pastor Tim Jackson's church. And I'm going to be interning there for the next year working under him and his son, which is the assistant pastor, Joe Jackson, um, basically being able to just learn church ministry, work church ministry, doing all that kind of stuff. Um, they have me planned to do uh, with the kids, with the youth, uh, with the media, with the sound, and all that stuff. So they have a big plan for me down there already. Um, I'm going to be starting hopefully the 1st of September. Um, part of the requirements that I needed was I needed a, a job, which the Lord um, provided, and I'm working right now with a FedEx that is actually right across the street from the church, um, so I'll be a truck driver, so I get to wear those cool, like, FedEx guy shorts. I'm kind of excited for that, so, um, but so I'll be working, be working there, and um, as well, I'm also looking for an apartment right now, so in, um, in prayers, if you could please pray for that, because um, I'm going to be needing just to find an apartment, but also the kind of the funds to start off for the apartment. For that, So today, um, if you guys don't mind, go ahead and turn your Bibles to Genesis. We're going to be there for most of the day, but I want to talk to you guys today about when life knocks you down, what do you do? Um, so we all know stuff happens in life. We know uh, that it becomes, that there are issues, problems, and stuff like that, and it just makes it a little hard. Um, but I wanted to talk to you guys about some ways that we can respond and react better to that. So in um, Proverbs twenty four sixteen, this is just one verse. It says, For a just man falleth seven times, and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. So as I was preparing this, and I was thinking through this message, I honestly, just one of the questions that hit me was, don't you just hate it when life knocks you down? Like when life isn't fair, and there are times where you just, you don't know what it is that just hits you, and you're kind of just sitting there, and you're just like, ow, that, that hurt. And so, as I was thinking through that, um, I remember a specific time for myself. Okay, so this was when I was a middle schooler, and obviously, if you know middle schoolers, especially middle school guys, they don't think about the future or anything like that. So at that time, I thought about girls. And I thought about, ooh, that girl's cute, that girl's cute, oh, that girl's definitely cute. And that's, that's what it was at that time. 
And so I remember, specifically, there was a time where I thought life was completely unfair, because I, I was one day sitting in school talking with my friend, I'm like, man, that girl is cute, I'm going to go talk to her. And so the next day, I get out of class, I, know, I knew where she was going to be, so I kind of, you know, I sprucened up a little that day, and I go, and I'm about to go talk to her, and then I see that friend that I was telling about that girl, he is talking with her, and he's walking down the hall with her, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, that breaks probably every rule of the bro code to do something like that. So I was like, this is not fair, this isn't cool. And so that's just, that's one little funny thing. But So life has challenges, though. And in life, we have to go through those challenges. Some of them are harder than others. Some of them are not that hard at all. But life has challenges. And we go through those challenges every day. We go through stuff at work, stuff at home, stuff even with family. There are things like death, sickness. All this stuff can knock us down. And sometimes it's a little harder to get up. Sometimes it's easy to get up. But someone specifically that I want to look at is Joseph. Joseph was a man that was knocked down a lot. Knocked down by his family, knocked down by people that he met, even knocked down by someone that he had trusted. He was knocked down. And Joseph, though, every time he was knocked down, he, he got back up. He stood back up and he continued. He didn't just sit there and go, you know, oh, boo-hoo, what is me? But he actually got up, and he proceeded to continue with life. So, um, again, in Genesis, we're going to be starting in chapter 37. Chapter 37, um, verse 28 is kind of where we're going to be beginning today. Um, So just a few points that I have. The first one being things in life that knock us down. So the the different things in life that actually knock us down. The second point being wrong responses to those things and some of the negative consequences that come with them. So the wrong responses and the negative consequences. And then I, finally, to conclude, I'll be talking about our proper responses and the, and the right, right way to respond. So um, to, for my first point, is going to be talking about the things in life that knock us down. So some of the things that I was kind of thinking through Um, And this kind of ranges for every age, from little to um, older adults as well. But um, just, you know, like I mentioned a little earlier, death. Death of someone that we love and care about, that's a big thing that knocks us down. Sickness, that can kind of knock us down. Um, Things at work, things at home, stuff like that that can kind of prevent us from being able to have a full, proper walk with God are things that can knock us down. And so... With that, we see that there are two ways that we can respond. There is a positive way and a negative way. And with the positive way, when we do it that way, normally we are blessed from God or something is given to us from God in response to us properly responding. And then on the other end of the spectrum, there's the negative responses. And with negative responses, normally comes with some kind of consequence, minor or major. But there's always something that comes with a negative response. So looking at Joseph and Joseph's life, we see that Joseph was knocked down quite a few times. And Joseph always responded. And the people that were in his life around him at that time responded either negatively or properly. So starting in verse 28 of chapter 37 of Genesis, we see it says, Then there passed by Midianites, merchantmen. And they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. And they brought Joseph into Egypt. 
And Reuben returned unto the pit, and behold, Joseph was not in the pit, and he rent his clothes. So we see, we know that up to this point, Joseph was kind of like the favorite child of his father. And I could say I was the same because I'm the only child, so I was definitely the favorite. Works out perfectly. But so Joseph had his brothers, and he was basically the favorite from his father. And so with being the favorite, he was given a coat of many colors as like a a symbol from his father, as a symbol of love. And his brothers just grew bitter. They grew angry. They, They tried to plot against him, and so they tricked him. They threw him in this pit to keep him there. And then they see... The, they see these Midianites coming by, and they pull them out, and they sell them. And so we see that Joseph was sold as a slave. So his brothers, with all of their, their improper feelings of rage, bitterness, anger, just towards Joseph for being the favorite, they sold him as a slave. And then we see further on that they that they take, the, the Midianites take, and they sell Joseph again to the Ishmaelites, and then they took him into Egypt. So, I mean, Joseph wasn't just sold once, he was sold twice, which, I mean, that's, that's a pretty big thing to get hit by, to know that not even the people that bought you for, as a slave didn't want you, so they sold you again. So we see Joseph was knocked down by his brothers, and we see that his brothers, again, responded incorrectly because of their wrath and their anger and their bitterness towards their brother, they never tried to fix it. They just let it happen. Instead, they plotted to get rid of him. And we see, though, that Joseph responded correctly through all of this. Because throughout all of this, we don't hear or see anything about Joseph simply arguing against them, trying to fight against them, trying to run away or anything like that. But instead, we see that Joseph just lets it happen. He just lets it all happen. He just goes with the flow and allows this to happen. And we see um, what happens to come from that shortly. So, going on to the second point of wrong responses and the consequences that come with them. So, with our wrong responses, some of those wrong responses are anger, wrath, um, depression, sometimes sadness. Sometimes we allow circumstances to make us lose joy, lose our happiness. Uh, We feel loneliness. Sometimes it affects our thought life, our action life. Um, And so we just see a lot of these that can affect us. And with those can come some pretty negative consequences. So we see, um, if you guys don't mind, please turning with me to chapter 39, just a couple chapters over. Um, We're going to be starting in verse 9. We'll be kind of scrolling through. So in this part, we see that... Joseph's coming in, and he's coming in from the, by being brought in as a slave, and then that um, he is bought, um, going even back to verse 1, it says, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And so we see that this, this man, Potiphar, has bought Joseph, and now he owns Joseph. And so then going further down, we see that Joseph is working for Potiphar, and we see that throughout this, Joseph Joseph had plenty of opportunities to act negatively. 
He could have gotten mad. He could have gotten angry. He could have, he could have looked to God and said, you know, why would you do this to me? He could have walked away from God. He had many opportunities to do all of this, but instead we see his faithfulness and his loyalty to God. And we see he doesn't argue, he doesn't complain, he doesn't fight against it. He just lets it happen. And so then we see um, a situation with Potiphar's wife. So one day, Joseph goes into the house, does what he normally does, he's there to work, and it's just Potiphar's wife. All the men of the house were gone. And so Potiphar's wife tries to lure Joseph in. And at this point, Joseph had two choices. Joseph could have responded wrong, or he could have responded correctly. So we see Joseph had the opportunity to fall into sin, fall into this temptation. But he didn't. Instead, he turned and he fled. He ran away. He tried to get out of there as quick as he got in there. He left. Didn't look back. But on his way out, we see Potiphar's wife grabbed some of his clothes, ripped it off, so that way when the men of the house came back, she had this proof that something happened. And so Joseph then was thrown in jail. And throughout all this, though, Joseph continued to stay faithful and loyal to God. He didn't turn his back. He didn't try to testify for himself, saying, no, this didn't happen. He just continued to love and follow God, and he let it happen. And so we see that as now he's in jail, he gets to meet these people. He meets the the head jailer, and then he soon meets and learns of the, the baker and the butler. And so when he gets to know and talk to them, he starts helping them out. Another thing that Joseph didn't have to do, but he did anyway. He's helping these people out. They're having these dreams. He's helping them out. He's helping interpret them. And then it actually comes time to, it gets to be Pharaoh's birthday. And so he he brings the butler out. He brings the baker out. He, re, he kind of rehires the baker and then, well, or sorry, he rehires the butler and then the baker loses his life just as he had interpreted to them. And in all this, though, he had talked with them about having them remind Pharaoh that he was in there, that he was in jail, that he was just sitting there waiting, and he, they forgot. And at this point, Joseph, again, could have responded negatively by saying, Okay, God, why did you make them forget? Why did you let them forget? You know, I'm in here. I'm serving you. I'm being faithful. Why did you let them forget? It's another time where Joseph just, the luck wasn't going his way. But instead, you see Joseph patiently waiting, and he sits and he waits. And so then, um, as time goes on, though, we see that it becomes a reward for Joseph. So, going into my third point, how to respond correctly in situations. So, throughout chapters 42 through 45, we see how Joseph comes out of jail, interprets some dreams for Pharaoh, and becomes the right-hand man of Egypt. And we see how all of this faithfulness that he had was a plan of God that God had for Joseph. And Joseph brings him up. And now he is the right-hand man of the Pharaoh, of Egypt. I mean, that's pretty cool, in my opinion, to be able to see this man that was a slave now becoming second-in-command of Egypt. So, so now to see how we can respond correctly. Well, some of our correct responses can be forgiving. Sometimes people wrong us, 
We need to forgive them. We need to be accepting. We need to know that stuff happens. But we have to remember that it is for a purpose. It says in the Bible, God will not put more than we can bear. We have to be trusting in God. We have to be faithful in God that throughout these times, throughout these circumstances, that he will provide for us. And he will be there to help us if we need it. Uh, But we have to remember to have a Christ-like mentality in all that we do. Whenever we go to talk to someone, we have to remember to speak to them with the love of God. Whenever we go to talk to even someone just working at a store, we have to talk to them with the love of God. We have to remember to have these right responses. We have to be understanding and peaceful as well. So we see how Joseph responds correctly, though. So specifically in chapter 45, um, we see this. So up to this point, we know that as, he's, as he is second in command, he is in charge of the food distribution. And we see that um, Joseph's brothers come in to get food. And Joseph immediately notices them. And he starts to kind of begin to, to test them, to kind of see what they're going to do. And so eventually it gets to the point where they pass the test. And they come back again into Egypt for a second time. And then this is where we see starting in verse uh, 1 of chapter 45, uh, or I'm sorry, verse 3 of 45, it says, And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph. Doth, doth my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near, and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom ye sold into Egypt. So we see that when his brothers find out that he's still alive after all this time and that he is still there, they get panicked. They're, they're starting to kind of freak out. They're like, oh no, what's he going to do? I mean, he has, he has power now. He has the ability to, to possibly you know, send him to prison or send him to death. But instead, we see that Joseph weeps and he asks them to come closer. He asks them that he can pray with them. He wants to forgive them. And that's what we see here, is that Joseph forgives his brothers. There are, from what I've been able to see, there are four things that he does with, towards his brothers. He forgives them. He shows them love. He shows them the love of Christ. Then he's also helpful to them. Because down, a little bit down into this chapter, we see that he replenishes their food and more. And even to the youngest brother, he gives the youngest brother money. And then he was spirit-filled and spirit-led. Because Joseph, up to this point, has still yet to remove his eyes from God. He has continued to stay faithful. He has continued to stay loyal. And he has not turned from God. He has stayed very faithful to God throughout this whole time. And that's what we see. We see that Joseph continued. And it came to be that he was rewarded. So, there are times where we have to make that choice of if we want to respond correctly or incorrectly. Now, there is a time in my life, personally, where I chose to respond incorrectly because I lost a family member that was very close to me. And for 13 years of my life, I kept responding incorrectly. I kept living for myself. I kept deciding to do what I wanted to do instead of what God wanted to do. And it wasn't until I turned 18 years old, it was my last year as a camper at camp, that God opened my heart and he made me realize that I had been doing wrong. And so it was at that point 
that I started to live for God. And that's the past four years that you guys have seen me up here. It's been these past four years that I have been focused back on God, that I have been living back for God, and that I have been able to serve God. And now he is blessing me, which is what we can also see from responding correctly, is God blesses us. And so now God has been able to bless me with this opportunity that I was able to share with you guys about now I have an internship at a church. For four years, I wasn't sure what God wanted me to do. There were times that I thought he wanted me to be in camp ministry, and that that door was shut. There were times that I thought he wanted me to be a youth pastor. That door shut. There were also times where I thought God was leading me to be a teacher. Why a teacher? I have no clue. I can handle little kids for one week, but to handle them week after week? Oof. I don't know if I could truthfully do that. That would be a big headache. But, but, but though, the Lord has opened this door and he has provided for me. And he has helped me to now be able to continue to follow him. Just as Joseph did throughout all of his trials, Joseph continually was pushed down. He was knocked down. Life became too hard. Life was just too trying for him. And every time that he fell, he got back up and he continued on his life with God. And every time that God threw something else at him, he continued to get up and he continued to serve God, as we should. We should strive to every time we fall, get up and be a little better than we were. To be able to, every time we get up, know that we can respond correctly and respond correctly. To be able to know that, yes, times will get hard. There will be stuff that that affects us pretty bad. But we can always go back to God because he never leaves us. And we can, with that, be able to know that every time we fall, it is going to be like when Peter fell in the water. He was able to look up and Jesus was still there. That is the same with our lives. Every time that we fall, and yes, we might get hurt when we fall, we can always get up and God will always be there for us. So again... With the life of Joseph, we see the hard things that can knock us down. We see the wrong responses and the consequences that can come with them. But we also see the proper responses. And we see that when we respond correctly, blessings can come. Not just in our life, but to those around us as well. So again, just as I close my message today, I just ask, when life knocks you down, what is it that you do? Do you sit there and do you complain to yourself and wonder why this is happening? Do you respond incorrectly? Or are you able and willing to get up and to be able to respond correctly, knowing that when you do, God is right there and God is able to take you even farther than what you were? So at that point, thank you for listening. And uh, I will turn it back over to Pastor. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's Word. If you have any questions about Mile Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com. Thanks for listening.